Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nashville for Nobodies. Yay. I'm Kyle Thurkey. And we now got I'm Bobby Gordon. And we also have a new guest in the house, a buddy of mine, Ryan Snyder. What's How you on? doing, Ryan? I'm doing good. Today. I know you guys can't see it, but he's wearing a really cool shirt. <laughs> yeah, I really dig that shirt. <laughs> Your shirt's badass. Got I, a I really hot topic for 20 bucks. Nice. Hell yeah. Get all my stuff there. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody where you're from, how you got to Nashville and all that, man. I am Ryan Snyder. I am originally from, I'd say, Cleveland, Ohio. Then I moved to Cincy when I was about six or seven. And then I moved to Nashville 2016 with a band that I was in called The Borderline Something. And we came down here. We didn't do much of the Broadway scene. We tried to stick to the original music side of of, of everything. And... um, and that, and the band fell apart, unfortunately. <laughs> but, that seems to happen. But it just happens, man. <laughs> We're all good friends. Some shit, you know, for went down, but I'm not going to talk about that. But it just is, you know, it just is for what it is. It happens. It I do- mean, it does. Bands are relationships, and all relationships, as we know, have drama, and it it comes with it. It's marriage. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's marriage. It, it really for is. sure. For sure, man. So when did you? Sorry, when did you say you came here? You said uh, 2016. 2016. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Hell yeah, so you've been here a little while now. Been here for, it'll be seven years in May. So when you came here, mm-hmm. you started doing the like original band stuff. Were you touring or was it in town? It was. We were touring, but it was more like weekend warrior stuff. Um, we would probably yeah, we would leave Thursday, play Friday, Saturday, be back on Sunday. Um, throughout all that, I was working at a California pizza kitchen at that time so i had a full-time job and doing that because you know at the original shows there's not a lot of money yet there you know yeah for when for when for when you first start out yeah most of the uh, money from original shows if you do make any is generally going to like gas and hotels hotels yeah we slept in our van we had this little minivan we had we and we just slept there with all of our gear in it how many of y'all were in the band uh just (laughs) us Three of you? Okay, yeah, we cool. got lucky enough to, if we knew for some friends, we would sleep on the floor there. And they're like, oh, we don't have couches or another bed. It's like, I don't care. You're like, just, anything, I need to get out of the van. Three people crammed into a van, a minivan trying to sleep. That's for sure. We slept in some weird ass places. I'll tell you that much, man. But Oh, yeah, man. A lot, lot of gas stations. <laughs> I've been there. I've, I've been touring since I was like 21, 22. Yeah. So I completely understand. I mean, the last 13, 14 years of my life, I've, I've toured. So I've, I've slept in the weirdest places and yeah. ended up in the weirdest places not <laughs> by my choice so i completely understand that yeah. uh so after that band disbanded what did what'd you do what was so your plan I, of action i went to uh i did the hired gun scene i did mm-hmm. played the whole a country deal with for with our artists and everything and it was cool um i i just didn't enjoy it uh, the money was okay, but it's just not. I got nothing out of it. I feel, you know, like I'm just. I'm I not. That. I'm not a hired gun. I can be if I want to be, but mm-hmm. I'm just not built for it. You know, like I have my own certain sound that I want, and I know for whole. You know, I'm I'm a rocker, and I don't. And have you're that. a front man too. Yeah, I yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very. 
it's it makes me feel it's kind of weird to say it makes me feel a little uncomfortable to be a hired gun for some reasons and i don't know why i'm just like this is not this is not me so yeah, i just did not, that not what you're used to for like three i did so the, the whole band split in 20 2018 i did that up until covid and then once covid hit um i got an opportunity to play for a group out of la called hillbilly herald and he's opened up for slash steel steel panther and uh a few other artists too but i got that call to be in for that group and then right when i got the call covid hit oh so you didn't so even get a chance I, to go we out. rehearsed and uh, i think i know there were some speaks about a tour with some of, of for those guys but i mean who, who knows but yeah but nothing happened and then and in 21 we did like a run and it was just like this is just not going to work out a- a- anymore. So it's like, then there's that, and then now I'm in too hot for leather. So <laughs> Which, y'all are a hell of a kick-ass band. I've got to fill in with y'all, and that was that was a lot of fun. Even though I think that was after like a double or a triple of mine, I was dead tired. You were on a triple. That that's uh, right. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> on a triple. Kyle. I I was. I was like, man, I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. Like this is my third gig. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying. I just look over you on, on base at Johnny Cash. You're just. Like, like, <laughs> like it's like got in the mic dude i feel you man <laughs> it's i was not my normal sunday. self at it, all it's sunday dude it's so. all it's all good <laughs> so how long have you been in too hot for leather that started in 2000 shit 2000 october of 20, 2021 okay it's kind of weird how all that started i was at lucky bastards and one night I needed a drummer and then a buddy of mine named Adam, he shot my music video and he saw, it was on, I think non Nashville gig finder. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember for, uh, for which one, but I made a post and I was like, Hey, I needed a drummer this. And he sends me a, a message saying, try Kevin Keith. And I was like, I don't know who the hell for that guy is, but sounds <laughs> like a plan. And he sends me all, all other stuff. And you know how it is for when you find somebody new you're not like whatever i don't care we'll just see how really for good you are yeah so then he came in and he fucking killed it so he, yeah. he knew every, every song he can sing any freaking song you got thrown him i swear to god it's stupid he can play anything see, drums i, I got keys, anything you want he can do it and it's <laughs> that's and awesome. it's insulting to be quite honest with you but um so i met him and then where i was like hey dude let's just i'll have you as like my main guy and then we were struggling to find a singer and he's like, let's try Shannon Spurl. Like she's, she's with. I forget who she played with. I think it was Rudolph for Dave Rudolph. I think I don't. I don't know. But we found her, and the, just that first gig, the whole vibe. I just felt it just fit. It was. It was just there. Um, and I, I love think, nights like that. It was great. Like it was a yeah. cool night. At first, at at first, it was it was a great vibe. The vibe was there, but I was like, uh, Shannon, uh, I don't know because I don't know these guys. I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. But then we had a our second gig, and that went actually very well. The second song in, I how I, I know for this was freaking to be great. Second song in, you know how singers swing their hands and everything, yada yada yada. I'm like for walking back and forth, hits me right in the nuts. <laughs> Second song in, I dropped to my knees. We were like, I, I love rock and roll. Didn't nice. miss a note though. But I'm like, after the show, I was like, it's pretty cool, but hurt. But it's like, this is 
this is <laughs> this, this is funny and this is a cool vibe yeah <laughs> but like, it's been great and then october 21 we're like okay let's actually be a band and let's write our own stuff so we've been writing our own stuff and we're gonna have a full-length record out this year hell nice. yeah that's awesome i didn't know that we just got our our, our single done and um chris lord algae i think yeah chris lord algae mixed it for us okay cool and he, cool. he did it and he did a great job at it so so that's awesome your yeah. band plays down on broadway i know you're going to a gig after this yep so where do you guys normally play at when are your shifts lucky be bastards on wednesday thursday uh wednesdays six to ten thursdays ten to close and friday we sweet switch between lucky's and whiskey river so we might be at whiskey on friday from t- from t- ten to a close and then um, or the other Friday at Lucky's. It's just, uh, you know, sw- sw- yeah. sw- switcheroo. So I got you. It is. I got you. Yeah, That's man. cool, man. So you guys started playing together yep. doing the Broadway thing, right? Yes. And Correct. then after you realize that that's a cohesive group and everything's mm-hmm. chill, you wanted to start doing the originals. Yep. Yeah. Um, are you getting to do any like original shows off of Broadway yet or we are you are, waiting for the album or how's that working out? We're kind of waiting for the album right now. Okay. We're doing the showcases like we're doing uh, uh, Whiskey Jam plus Call. I gotcha, think it's gotcha, a gotcha. 209 Nash or something for like that. So we're not really trying hard enough yet until we have our single out first. That, and then it's like, okay, this is what we're, you know, because we want to have something. It's like, hey, here's our stuff. Here's not the whole Broadway scene. Like we wanted, like mm. I think for we got new new photos we're shooting a music video so we're gonna have a bunch of new stuff out a whole whole new look out so uh, we're kind of okay. so we're just waiting i think probably another few more months so from from the business aspect when you're thinking of it are you separating the band from like broadway band versus original are you making them two kind of compartmentalized ideas from a business perspective yeah so on, we want to keep our name because the whole name is cool yeah. but i think when we're downtown now we're not going to really advertise as hard that that's who we are mm-hmm. if somebody asks us like hey what are y- 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 you guys call them we'll say it but because my old band like we did all, all that and we were known as a cover band and not yeah. an original band and that's what's really hard so i'm not trying yeah. to go down that route again so um we're trying to really hardcore separate that. So, and I think we're, we're, we're doing a good job at that because we're going to redo our whole logo too. Oh, our that's old, cool. Yeah, we're going to re- just re- redo e- everything. So, okay, yeah, yeah. rebrand kind Ex- of exactly right. So, once you kind of like rebrand and do that, are you? Would you like put out your shows? Are you still going to have like on your like say your website or Facebook or mm-hmm. where you put your shows? Are you going to have like your Broadway gigs too? Or are you only going to have like your original shows? No, gigs? no, no. We're just because only our ori- ori- original shows. We okay. barely, we we don't for make a post a whole lot. It's like, hey, we're at Lucky's. If we get a lot of for people that are asking us where we're at on a Wednesday night, let's say it's like, then we'll make a post for the whole week. But we, gotcha. it's just really depends on our mood and just how it just goes well, and i mean the way broadway works like people aren't necessarily coming out to see a specific band exactly if they happen to walk into your bar and you're mm-hmm. playing and they love you that's great yeah but for the most part nobody's searching for which band is no where. i mean that's not necessarily true uh yeah. because several uh, artists that i play for like they have repeat pe- or like people come from oh, their I mean, hometowns it, it does like, happen it does happen the bulk of i'd actually say because 
probably at least once a week, man. Todd Cameron has people coming into our gigs that were there before, saw us before, saw us in another state yep. or something. So, uh, which leads me to my next question. Do you guys ever play any of your original stuff on Broadway or? We do. If it's, if we play, it's, it'll be tonight from six to a 10 because it's just, it's kind of more laid back from six to eight, but the uh, closing shift, everyone's up front on right. the weekends and they're ready. Like, don't want to hear men if you like a woman or pour some sugar on me. So, yeah. Um, we haven't really tried that out yet downtown on a late night shift just because we don't want to scare away the crowd. Yeah, it and, usually does on later yeah. shifts, really after like eight o'clock. Yep. It shouldn't be done. Now, I have said this before venues such as like Old Red, like we do at eight to midnight there, generally Wednesday, Mondays or mm-hmm. Wednesdays. Um, so they're, they're really big on like pushing the artist. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So we get to do quite a few originals there where oh, other cool. bars, and I've said this before on this podcast, other bars are like, no, no originals. No. It's like, well, we don't want to hear that. But from like, like you said, six to eight, you have that end of the dinner crowd, that dinner rush. So like people are finishing up dinner, um, usually between eight and nine or yeah. like after eight or nine is when most of the kitchens close downtown. So people will stop ordering food and it becomes more of a party environment after yep, right. eight, eight 30. Yeah. So I, I completely get that. I mean, most of my shifts have been six to tens while I've been here and I've, I've constantly seen that it always kind of starts out more chill and mm-hmm. we're having fun. And then yeah. by 10 o'clock we're rocking the house. Oh out. yeah. So, and then 10 to close. Yeah. They just want, Every bar just wants a party at that point. Like they oh, just yeah. want a party. The band. ten to closes, man. Those are fun, but man, if you do like four in a row or five in a row, dude, it just kicks my ass. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it weird. I can play. I can play six to ten every day. Oh yeah, and be fine. Oh yeah, but you do those ten to closes, and then you're up till four or five, oh. sometimes six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you don't wake up till two or three in the afternoon. <laughs> and then it's time to get ready. That's what sucks. Find food, shower and get ready for the gig. Especially like <laughs> exactly. me, I, I hate going to the grocery store or the mall or any kind of shopping when it's busy. So like, Mondays and yep. Tuesday mornings, like that's where I like to go. Right. But if I did a closing shift the night before, that ain't I ain't getting no. up and going nowhere. <laughs> so I completely understand that. So how long have y'all had your shifts? So I'm, I'm assuming you had your shifts downtown since like 2021, the end of 2021. I started there towards the end of 2020. Um, I had the we had we had actually really shitty shifts. We had Monday night closing. They threw us on a Wednesday at ten o'clock in the morning, and we're opening up the set. We welcome to the jungle. I was at like, 10, you guys are ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Y'all are a rock band. And, I and, mean, that's funny. And we had that shift for a year, and I think towards the end of it, we like asked the bookings, like, dude, like, why are we on this shift? And he just goes like, well, you don't have to play it, and then you can just do your three shifts a week. I'm like, that's not like the answer I'm looking for, but that's just that's what we did. And then, I, I mean, from a logical perspective, <laughs> like you don't want to be playing rock songs at no. ten o'clock in the morning, and they don't want to listen to rock songs at ten o'clock in no, the morning. But they did, though. Did they? they? Did we had? It was empty for the first hour or so, but at, at 11 o'clock, we're still going and people's eyes are sticking around oh, and, still, wow. and still listening. On Wednesday mornings, we would sometimes for make it pretty packed in there. Not for like a weekend night, but you know, right. for a a morning Wednesday, shift, for yeah. like Wednesday. So it's like, okay, all right. 
but we're loud <laughs> you know it's like in the morning i don't want to hear it but these guys wanted to hear it yeah, i mean fair but enough we if it works it works <laughs> exactly. i'm not gonna judge exactly <laughs> we played and then we played friday saturday we did upstairs from six to a ten and some nights we would walk out with like five dollars no, or ten bucks or those 20 bucks and are, it's a six uh, yeah. you know ten and it was brutal but then we we worked hard because we didn't know a lot of the country stuff yet and then we and then we asked the uh, managers like if, if we can be downstairs and he goes you have to learn a lot of country so we went into the rehearsal room and learned about 30 songs and we sat there and we practiced for, for these songs for four hours and then we went upstairs we showed them for what we can do and then we got moved downstairs and we're on the Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays cl- closing shifts. So we worked our freaking asses off for it it's just to go like it. learn a lot of covers. And it's not what we wanted to do, but you know, mm-hmm. if, if you want you know, to work for sure, you, you got to finance what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. But being a musician, if especially if you want to go the route of your original music mm-hmm. and playing that, like you're you definitely going to have to, pay for it up front somehow. making a record ain't cheap no, no I just did not. my EP my EP is for gonna be out April 21st and um, for doing that and two hot stuff and being for playing for a downtown it's a lot oh yeah like I'm physically and so, mentally tired <laughs> so you have your own personal EP yep mm-hmm. and then your band's album yep and you're doing the Broadway stuff yep <laughs> Yep. You're insane. I am very insane. Yes, you are insane. Sleep is it not so in my much book. Fun though, <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. For my EP, it was a lot of fun. Um, wrote songs about the time I was 18. I hooked up with a milf at 18. I wrote a song about that, and it was a lot of fun. And as we can all tell, I have a speech impediment. Um, it just is what it is and, and I just wrote a song about it because one day I was really pissed off about it <laughs> I get shit I for it all, I get shit for it all the time but you know what <laughs> you're gonna get for, for what you're gonna fucking get yeah, so, yeah no. you know I mean if it wasn't that they'd give you shit for something else there's always somebody somebody's <laughs> gonna find something about you no yeah, matter what dude. to talk shit I mean, they pick do, on man. you mm-hmm. whatever the, whatever they're gonna try to cover up their own insecurities by trying to find some kind dude. of flaw all the time man like yep. and that's what the whole song that i wrote because like one for one day i was just like for work and everyone was giving me shit for it i, I just had i i have days when it's like like really bad mm-hmm. like very bad for today is not bad i'm just in like a microphone and talking so it's like it is what it is but for this certain day was very bad and this couple that i was working with like just was just giving me shit for it and i was like getting fucking irritated and then just on stage no so i did the whole before um broadway i did sprocket rocket the whole of a okay bike thing yeah and i had to like for say speech and everything and i was just having a hard time for that day and just this bike certain bike couple was just giving me shit for it it's like you having a stroke kid what's going on like are you okay you good you drunk and i'm just ignoring it and that night I, m- I remember it was like three in the morning and i for wrote for one of my songs i was so fucking irritated dude and just for that moment i tell myself you know what this is this is who i am you mm-hmm. can love me or you can hate me and i don't care yeah you know so that was a wake-up call about it because it used to really like really bother me a lot when people hand me shit for it now i just laugh at it you know because there's just 
it's just I'm not for wasting my energy. I mean, and it says way more about them than it does you. I know. Like, it's if you're gonna make fun of somebody for something dumb like that, then yeah. So save your energy for something to really be irritated about. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Grade school for me was 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 rough. Uh-huh. So I had I had a guitar player for a short while. Um, my I remember I can't remember if it was my senior year, or my freshman year of college, mm-hmm. but right around there, one of our guitar players got sick or something, and we had to bring in this guy that filled in, and he had uh, he had Tourette's. Okay, and none of us knew about it like whatsoever. Yeah. Like we did the first rehearsal, and like that's when it came out, and we saw it. And he was like, "Oh, by the way, I have Tourette's." I I twitch and do things and we're like oh man that's cool yeah and it was n- nobody in the band ever gave him shit like he was a great that's, player that's great last dude like it's part of who you are exactly. but I remember playing a show with him and afterwards and, like people were talking shit and I was like yeah, yeah you know what fuck you exactly like that, that irritates me I was like this dude's nice as hell he's yeah. a great guy great guitar player like mm-hmm. you don't know him and just cause he like twitched when he was talking you have to like go and make fun of him like are you kidding me come on it's get a life people suck Some, they, people, <laughs> people suck. really do man, man I, I, saw, do. I saw something earlier I'll try to find it again I saw a meme earlier that said some long lines of people sucking and I was like oh this is great <laughs> this is absolutely great no man that's but, that's, that's so really shitty you play guitar yep. you sing uh, when sing. did you start playing guitar how old were you oh I've been playing for 17 years so third. 13 yeah nice since i was 13 had my first show when i was 14 oh that's cool yeah nice yeah and my first show i i wore shorts that's <laughs> <laughs> perfect i wore shorts and i wore oh my God. just a regular white shirt just on stage and dude uh, i used to wear shorts on stage i mean i used to be in like punk bands so i always wore like that's okay the, i wore like dicky shorts and stuff mm, like that like that's fine we definitely <laughs> copied like blink 182 and green day and all those guys and but yeah, I I've, see as a drummer, I've, I feel like it's not a big deal if I wear drummers, shorts. I Nobody's drummers looking at me. Like, like, they should wear shorts, you, dude. I'm sorry, I will never give any drummer shit. Dude, I almost shorts. got fired. No, once. You get so hot. Oh, like, dude. I almost got fired once for wearing shorts. It was an outdoor Fourth of July gig. It was like over a hundred outside. Like I was feeling gross when we were done. Like I, I threw up afterward. Like it was, it, it was almost bad. fired you. And he almost fired me because I was wearing shorts. I was like, dude, there is no <laughs> way in hell. I'm not gonna wear shorts. They were, I think, for they were mad because like I gotta wear pants. I mean, you gotta wear fucking pants. <laughs> nah, man, you're the drummer. You're moving the most. Right? Like, oh, all the drummers I've ever played have always left the gigs like sweating their ass off. Right? Like, me, it's I'm Kevin like a lot. I'm like I'm not. <laughs> yep. I'm sweating, but not nearly as much as you guys. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like two wear songs shorts in, and I'm a tank drenched. top. Like I don't give a damn, yeah. man. Like as long you be comfortable. You have a right? drum set covering you, like. People see your head. That's it. And well, I'm short, so as that, long as you they see my play hair, the part, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that was that's on the long list of things that I've either been threatened to get fired for or got fired for. Like, there's people are dumb. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Like, anytime I've been fired for something like serious, like half the time I'm just like, hey, this isn't working out. I'm just gonna walk. But. Yeah. All right, so I found that meme. It oh, says, what was it? it says, okay. Stop worrying about what other people think. I mean, have you met other people? They're awful. 
that's, that's fair. I mean, that is a so, fair statement. Is, there you go. Very true. That sums that up. <laughs> Half the people. That's we, the title of this podcast. People are awful. People, <laughs> hashtag people are awful. I love it. That needs to go on a shirt. <laughs> so, you said you've been playing guitar seventeen years. Yep. Were you singing before, or after that? When did the singing come into play? Um, going back to the whole speech thing, it was very hard for me to like, like, to like speak on the uh, microphone live because it's just like so intimidating. Um, I found my singing, I think down down here actually, um, playing downtown actually. Um, yeah, because I only, I would sing like twice, like three three or four songs, mm-hmm. but now I can sing like. 20 songs now and i'm still trying to find my voice i'm it's it's tough um but i get that i've only been singing for the last like two years yeah so i completely understand that but when i sing i don't stutter which is really i was gonna say i was 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 gonna ask about that yeah yeah i don't ever remember you stuttering like i don't ever remember this at all like yeah did you not even on the talk realize that right did you realize that up front or were you like apprehensive about going into singing because of the impediment? No, because I know singing, I would never stutter okay. for my whole life, but it's just the fact is like you have, like if you're the front man, you have to talk. Gotcha. So it's like, yeah. and now it's, I stutter and when I talk and it, on the mic and I just act like, like it's like not happening because yeah. you know, once they're listening, but they're really not. Right, but, right. You know, so it's just so that's what always like stopped me at a, a, a young age because uh, you know in school you have to get up and read papers and read books mm. out loud in class and that was well I did not like that so that was like my fear inside but then just one day I just said fuck it I don't care anymore I'm mm-hmm. done so let's just do it and but I, I had some vocal lessons and it's helpful but it's just it's it's like it's just tough to sing. It's very, especially to sing and play at at the same time, dude. I haven't, oh, yeah. I've haven't quite figured that out fully yet. I'm so close, but I make things easy. Like if I if I write stuff, it's just it's just like a down. straight it's strumming. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I'm like I said, I've only been singing and playing. I mean, I've been playing since I was 12. So no, oh, wow, 23 years, um, but. I just started singing in the last two mm-hmm. and I kind of just kind of got thrown into it on a gig one day and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to sing a song. <laughs> here, here, here we go. Because mm-hmm. the singer, like I've, I've always done background in harmonies. I've yeah. always done that. that yep. That's something I picked up a long time ago. Especially like when I moved to town, people were like, hey, you got to sing background or harmonies. Y- yep. like, you, you, you have to. Yep. Exactly. So I, I, I started doing that and we got real comfortable with that. But then it was uh, New Year's Eve 2020. And uh, I was just going through a divorce. I was like in the middle of a divorce and uh, a really weird space. And mm-hmm. so for whatever reason, I was sitting in my studio at the time, like learning a couple of songs yep. to sing. Yep. But I was not at all brave enough to like say, oh, yeah, I can sing some lead. I was like, no, I was just <laughs> yep. I was just trying to work on it. Yep. And, you know, just going through what I was going through, it, was, it helped me get my mind off it. It gave me something to focus on. Mm-hmm. And uh I get I get on this gig, and I noticed the guitar player didn't have a microphone. The drummer did, but I learned his was only a talkback. Um, and so we're playing, and my singer's like, "Hey, I gotta use the bathroom. Can you can you sing a song?" And I was like, "No, I, um, I don't sing." By the way, and she was like, "I thought you did." And I was like, "No, nope. every gig I've done with you, I've only done 
background vocals you've always had another singer so i figured one of these guys she's like no they don't sing like their mics aren't even like out in the house and i was like okay um <laughs> i guess we're gonna what do this song am i gonna sing so do you know uh angel edwards yeah yeah so i love angel. it was with angel and i was like look the only song that like i know that's in my range right now that i'm comfortable with uh was shallow because that was one of the songs I started working on. I was like, oh, it's just a small part. Uh-huh. So she was like, look, if you guys can start it, like kind of have a slower intro and then you sing it, she's like, I'll run back on stage and finish it with you. And I was like, all right. And I told the crowd, where this goes. I, I like tried to kill sometimes. So I told the crowd, I was like, hey, uh, listen, I've never sang before. So you guys are getting this first time experience. <laughs> uh, awesome. And it was, it was a packed house because it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. Like, it, it was second floor, tin roof. Um, was this at night? It was. It was. It was the closing shift. So they were all uh, wasted, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> no. And they were super encouraging, which was That's cool. awesome. They were like, yeah, man, you got this. Fucking do it. I love you it. You got like, everybody. And I was like, all right. You're like, you're stroking my ego right now. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally going to fuck this up, you know? Um, and we started, and I, I kind of cracked on the first couple words. And then That's after cool. that, I, I just found where i was at and i was good and when i got done with that verse like everybody lost their shit not saying that i was good but they were just like yo this dude just did this you did it and that's what's cool yeah everybody lost their shit and i was like and from an entertainment point of view you made it you made it a spectacle you made it an event so everybody was gonna love it regardless So, so we did that and that was probably the biggest crowd reaction we got out of any song was that song and then uh, it was a little while later. She had to use the bathroom again. I was like, uh, "Let's, I could let's do- sing it again." <laughs> no, I was, like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I know all the small things. Like, I can get through that. Like, I'll just let's do that. Yep. So that was the other song I did. And those are the first two that I ever sang on Broadway. Good for you. And man. then I just like I went home and just like, all right, well, I'm here now. Like, what other songs can I pull off? You stepped in the water, and that's all. I guess yeah. that's how I, I would say. So you know, that's. I mean that's the best way to learn. You guys dive in and figure it exactly, out. Exactly. Exactly. That's been my entire experience here. Mm-hmm. Like literally it's just Yep. You you're never going to be prepared for it so just prepare yourself as much as you can but just dive in. You're just going to have to dive in. Get always, rid of that fear right off the bat. Oh, I always say the leap of faith, you mm-hmm. know, just jump and see <laughs> and see if you, if you if, right? If you're a parachute will, you know, freaking open so mm-hmm. you never know. <laughs> It's either going to open gonna, or it's, uh, it's not. It's not going to so, open. Uh, thankfully, mine's open. It's usually open a little late, but it's open. Um, and I mean, if you crash and burn, at least you got that out of the way. Exactly. You don't have to worry about that next time because exactly. you know what that feels like. That's not well, new territory anymore. Dude. I mean, Bob, Bobby's been with me on a lot of gigs lately in the last year or so. And um, he's he's seen me be like, all right. I'm gonna pull this out of my ass, and how many times have I crashed and burned? All right, Quite so I got to tell you about one specific <laughs> instance. It was not a crash and burn at all. It was hilarious and fantastic. Well, it was a crash and burn, but no, it was like no. it was a straight so, comedy show. He's he's doing uh, Johnny Cash, Cocaine Blues. Okay, and yep. first of all, there's like 37 first, verses. In first this of all, morning, I we was started that <laughs> song way too fast. Well, every, everybody does that every, song fast, everyone. so I just did it. <laughs> So my bad, but he would, he would get finished with a verse 
And like after about the second verse, he would comment between every verse. So he'd finish the verse and be like, man, there's a lot of words in this song. He'd finish the next verse. Dude, there's a lot of verses in this song. Next verse, does this song ever end? (laughs) (laughs) And each time like the crowd is getting more and more hooked and more and more into it. So by the time he hits the end of the song, like he's got everybody just like wrapped up in Kyle. That's how you do it, man. It was amazing. Well, and what happened was, I sang Folsom Prison. I always sing that one. That's yeah. one of my like warm up songs. It's yeah. lower. It's more like talking, and I mm-hmm. can get my voice ready. And um, the guy, this guy, came up. He's like, "I want to hear more Johnny Cash." And I looked over at our lead singer. I was like, "Do you know any other Johnny Cash?" He's like, "Nope," because he was he was new to town. Yep. This was probably our maybe fifth or sixth gig with this guy. Like okay. he was still pretty new. Yep. And I was like, "All right, well, I can." I was like. I've played cocaine blues enough. Like it's, I could get through that. And in my mind, I'm thinking it because listening to the song, it's slow. Yeah. And then Bobby starts it, and I was, I didn't think of how fast it was. <laughs> and I was like, all right, we're gonna go. But how we got to is this guy kept asking for it, and I always make the joke: uh, twenty dollars, I'll try any song, and a hundred dollars, I'll cook you breakfast in the morning. <laughs> and um, it's it's just one of my lines that gets people engaged and laughing. And uh, I kept telling him, I was like, man, I don't know any other Johnny Cash. I was like, I don't really feel comfortable mm-hmm. singing anything else. I was like, can I get you anything else? He's like, no, I want to hear Cocaine Blues. I want to hear more Johnny Cash. That's that guy. <laughs> and I, th- I think he just kept saying Johnny Cash. He was like, any any Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. any Johnny Cash. And I was like, all right, you know what? And he ended up dropping in like 50 bucks. And I was like, all right, well, you've dropped in some money. Like, the least I can do is embarrass Try myself. Right. I mean, like, more, I, dude, at that point. And I was like, all right, everybody, like, take a shot now. We all took a shot together. <laughs> I was ready. And then I was like, all right, if this sucks, then it's a train wreck. Yep. Just drink more. Yep. And you're not going to remember any of this. <laughs> and I'm going to drink with you so I don't remember any of this. That's great. And yeah, we got through it. And like Bobby said, after every verse, I was like, does this song end? There's a lot of words. There's a lot of verses. What is going on? Like, how can I just like skip ahead to the end? Like, how do, it, it got real bad. It we, got real bad. We used to uh, with my old band. We uh, played it, but each verse we got faster because you know, obviously, from when you do coke, it's yeah. Like so each verse is like we start like early one more while I'm making it, and towards the early one more while I'm making it would just be just a, yeah. It, it would be a it would be a train wreck at at the end, but that's. <laughs> That's just how we I mean, to when do you're it. on cocaine, that's what it is. It's a train wreck <laughs> exactly. at the end. So that you know what? That's not. I'm, I might steal that idea from you. Not that I've sang that song, but one other time since then. But do it, man. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you do that in Folsom. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just that you... last verse, and that's just. I'm just trying to get the crowd into it. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that, that's that what actually, we're trying to do with everything. We that, do. <laughs> that started with uh, if you want to hear uh, the guitar player play faster, like toss five dollars in the tip bucket that's how i started it mm-hmm. oh wow that's every five dollars just, just go a little faster, faster a little faster, no, a, little faster a little faster um <laughs> and some shifts it really worked and then some it, it, it didn't did. and then i started changing the lyrics in the third verse i think it is yeah the third verse i changed the lyrics mm-hmm. um from everybody's smoking big cigars to everybody's doing cocaine. <laughs> and then so I would I'd introduce everybody after that third verse and everybody would have their little part real quick mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, "All right, Bobby, just like on cocaine, let's speed this song up." And so that's it because I realized that like 
I was, we were only getting so much money on the, hey, yeah. if you want to hear it played faster, tip, you know, toss mm-hmm. some money in the tip jug. Yeah. And at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm not sitting here trying to like squeeze every penny out of you. This isn't Tootsie's. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to entertain the crowd at this point. I get more money entertaining the crowd than yep. I do begging for money. Right. So because when you're entertaining, that's when people are like, okay, I'm going to give you the money. When you're just like begging for money, they're like, <sighs> you have to build that connection yeah. first. And really, too, downtown, you have to put to, to put on a show. I know mm-hmm. it's four hours. And but if you got the crowd by the balls, dude, you gotta mm-hmm. suck it up and throw it on a show because that's how you make more. That's money something downtown. we've talked about on previous podcasts, yeah. man. Is like, you, yeah, it's four hours, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to sit there and watch somebody just regurgitate songs. If they do, they'll go to one of the acoustic acts, exactly. But right. even those acoustic acts, most of those guys are putting on shows. Yeah, They're still right. like yeah. entertaining. Exactly. They, they, they have their show, how they work with the crowd. Yep. But when it's a full band and your band is just up there just regurgitating songs and you don't really seem like you care, like me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a different story. It's a rough morning. <laughs> was it, it was a really rough morning. Was it like slow in there? It was slow. Then that's fine. And, I if, mean, there's, if, if there's like three people. There's a lot in, of elements. In, you know, in, yeah, no, there, there uh, are a lot of elements oh for, for me, a lot of factors for me this morning going into that gig. Oh, no. I like I came into the gig just in a bad mood. And I was just yeah. Like, <laughs> it, well, ha- I mean, it happens, dude. It does. It happens. Just like with, you know, everybody else that does this, mm-hmm. like your, your gigs are are not guaranteed oh so like might be fine you, you could tomorrow. work the same gig for two years and then just wake up one morning and be like hey don't come in today yeah exactly and that's that's essentially what happened we have a we had a thursday gig and it got taken away from us no and shit. we found out this morning that we're not playing tomorrow and both of uh, us had had other gig offers that we turned down because this was booked and those situations just was they it, sting was it was this for downtown? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yep. it's funny. Um, it's funny you said that. I just checked my Instagram, and that venue's photographer just messaged me and was like, hey, have you heard this song? You need to sing it at your at your next shift. And I was like, oh, well. About that. Just <laughs> FYI, they just, they just knocked all my shifts off, so sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that, that literally was the first thing I woke up to this morning, that, uh, I'm sorry, all my shifts. And it's like the day before. And their reasoning was, we're going to try out some other acts. And it's crazy. I've been there for a long time. I'm sure some people listening know exactly what venue I'm talking about. I'm not going to say it on the mic. But um, I've been there for a long time, and they've always treated me really well. However, this has happened to me before. Yeah. But this time, I actually have a solid band, the same band members. It's yep. been the same show. It's been consistent. We, yeah. we did have two shows that were kind of eh, but it was also super cold outside one was like the couple days before christmas and one was the other week and it was just cold outside and, just and i mean we all out. know like not every show's a hit no yeah. every show would never especially be a hit. especially on a closing shift mm-hmm. on a thursday like sometimes they're good but a lot of those people they leave between 11 and midnight yep. on a thursday <laughs> yep like I don't, I don't know why they do that but like friday nights everybody stays out like three or four but thursdays I mean, a lot of people do. They you'll have a couple people that stay mm-hmm. till the end, 
but it's I like mean, it's pre-programmed oh it's starting to get late we should probably go well, home i feel like they want to save their energy for the yep. weekends like yeah. oh it's thursday we got all weekend let's just be in bed by midnight tonight yeah they're like, they're like oh we got nice and drunk tonight we're gonna get breakfast tomorrow and then we got the whole evening yep. afternoon evening yeah so and a lot that. of them plan stuff during the day too the, all the touristy stuff and yeah but i jazz, will say so. every time we came into that shift every single time it would generally empty out before we started mm-hmm. and within five or six songs we had almost a full room yeah so it kind of i have a lot of questions that i will ask um this weekend when i see these people of just be clear with me what's going on yeah. like what what did we do wrong what needs to be changed because if i don't know these things like it's not that i'm going to hold it against you it's because i need to know these things so that i can make changes so that I don't lose shifts and I don't, that's, it's not just me yeah. losing shifts. It's three other people losing shifts weekly. So that's, you know, that's, 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 that's quite a bit of money for, for the month we just lost. And I mean, I, I think the same be. way, like anytime I've been like, let go from a band or whatever, like, tell me why, like, what did I do? Am I a dick? Cause I can work on that. Am I not playing right? Cause I can work on that. Exactly. Uh, do you am just I, like this other guy better? Yeah, I can't am, fix am I, that. Am I but just that's not a good a reason, fit, you know, like, one thing I realize about this town, I guess I would say, is no one, it's always like, we'll call you. Yeah. No one's afraid to speak up, say, hey, you fucked up. Right. You did not play well. So, no one says that, I, I feel, from mm-hmm. my experience, always like, I'll call Same. you. And I'm at the point where I won't be an asshole to somebody unless they're you want to meet. I'll tell them like, "Hey, dude, this part you didn't play it right, or this is not correct. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, when you for go home, can you just listen to it, rehearse it, and then we'll try tomorrow." Now, for twice, if it's the same thing, it's like, "Okay, like it's like you gotta go." Mm-hmm. But I'm I don't like it when some just someone says, "Yeah, you're doing great," and then they go behind this guy. This guy's not. Yeah, good. I I, mean, I hate it, that. I don't I like. I feel it. like, and maybe it's just my experience, but I feel like that's changing a little bit. Like people are getting more open and like communicating better right, absolutely with the newer wave of people that have mm-hmm. come to town mm-hmm. but i know um about six years ago when i came to town that was very like nobody told you anything you just didn't come back uh yeah and how you so to me how am i supposed to learn mm-hmm. like what am i doing like just like i said nobody what am I for doing sucks wrong? on purpose <laughs> <laughs> like if they're doing something wrong they either a are working on it and not getting it or B, don't know they need to fix it. Yeah. That's, I mean... That's, that's with, for my band, too. Like, for there's certain parts that I hear for certain, you know, for guys, I'm like, hey, just for go home and listen to that. Mm-hmm. And we're so tight, we're like, okay, cool. We're not going to be like, hey, fuck you, man. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. Like, this is bullshit. No, dude. Talk to people and say, hey, you're not, you're not doing for, for, for this right. But be an adult about it yeah, yeah. absolutely be, a, be an adult about it yeah just, just this is a job it. this is a job you know it's just and i get i get that everybody in this town is so easily easily replaceable because absolutely. i have been replaced several times same <laughs> um it happens <laughs> and, I, times. and i get it you know but i will say there have been several of those occasions where the artist has told me hey you're just not the right fit, or you do too much of this or that. Or like, and that's it's just fine. not working yeah. out. Or you know, we want somebody that's more of this type of player. And and I get that because cool. I I know like where I don't fit or what I'm doing wrong. You know, I've had artists come up to me and be like, "Hey, man, like you know, like this is we want you to play the everything exactly like the record and do yep. all these slaps and hits and mm-hmm. this." And I'm like, "Oh, well, some of those runs, like I'm just not good at that stuff." Yeah, right. You know, and so. 
I was replaced for those reasons. And it it is what it is. And I went back and I learned and got better at that exactly. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but there have been several occasions as well where it's just like, ah, okay, well, what what happened? Like, what's going on? Like, why? Why? Huh? Why? Tell me something. Anything. Right. So. Yeah, man. It's just. Ugh, I've never been. Never been fired or let go from a, a group yet, but um, I've had it in like a whole encounter of like we'll call you, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the time. It, it was a, uh, I was it was for a group downtown. I won't say their name, but I was they they just don't do like the 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 normal songs that everyone does. Yeah. So I'm learning like 30 songs in two days because I'm just like, I'm helping you out. I'll do my best. And I goes, yeah, we, we liked it. We'll definitely want to have you back. Mm-hmm. No, for nothing. It's just, it's like, and then okay. The, okay. Like and they're the always for looking. For, <laughs> what's that? Um, the, the memory span on Broadway is yeah. like super short too. So like <laughs> yeah. if they, if, if you play with somebody and they love you, they may genuinely intend to call you. Yeah. But if they don't have an opportunity to call you in like the next week or two, mm-hmm. Then it's very possible you just fade out of existence. In exactly. Their head. Yeah. You know, I've I've had some of those same things happen to me. Circumstances happen to where like they're like, oh yeah, man, we love playing with you. Great, we'll call you. Da, da. And then like a week later, I say they're they're looking for a singing bass player, and I'm like, hey, I'm available. And like I get nothing back, and I'm like, yep, okay, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. So you didn't like me, then why did you say you were gonna hit me up for more gigs? Like, okay, I have in for my phone. Like, if I have your 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 name, Kyle a bass. So if I need for like a guy for a to play some bass, if I can pull it up here because my phone's being stupid. All contacts. If I put put this here, bass, I got all these guys. Right, yeah. I'm all the same that. way. Yeah. All that. Yep. Guitar players, singers, drummers, bass players. Mm-hmm. I Whatever you do, I'm the same yeah. thing. I just put, like for the iPhone, it has first name, last name, and company. And the, what, I just put whatever mm-hmm. instrument you play yep. in that third line. Because I hate to uh, make a post every time, hey, I need this for so-and-so. Right. I'd rather for go on for my phone. Because the Nashville Gig Finder... So we all know it can be a hit or miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in these guys, I've had shows for with all of them. So it's like I'll yeah. ask all of for them first. Then if I gotta go to the uh, finder, yeah. I'll yeah. go to the finder. The only time <laughs> I go to the finder if it's like one, like you said, one. Everybody's I went through by they're booked or two. It's like last minute. And Need I just, somebody right who, now. Yeah. Who's available? You know, like and generally I wait to see who comments to see if anybody right. that I normally mm-hmm. play with mm-hmm. does. I'm like okay. Yep. But if I don't get into that or I need to pick somebody quick, I, that's, I'll just that's a down, I know I've mentioned the drummer group before, but that's the downside of the drummer group because somebody will post it in our group chat. But because everybody in there knows everybody, yeah. like it's generally like first person that's like, I can do it. They're like, cool, you got it. Yeah, because they be know they're a capable very, drummer. Very quick. There's yeah. no question. Yeah, it's not like, there, I don't know this random. There is it's a, like, okay, that one. There's <laughs> a bass uh, group chat as well that will probably once every other week I'll get a message like hey is someone so available but I'm never the first person to say it because there's usually three or four more guys that see it before I do and then one of them will get it so but the fact that I'm in that message means that or in that group means that mm-hmm. they they know who are willing to use me yeah but they know who you are though but I'm by my phone 24/7 and I I love it and I hate it because mm-hmm. it's it's work like cuz if if someone says hey I need for you here at for this time and if, and if i wait five or ten minutes it's like oh i already got it covered 
Because, you know, if, yep. for, for the ass, they're, they're asking, like, all at once and seeing yep. who's, who's going to do it. So, you got to be, like, on top yep. of that shit very quickly. Yep. So, that's why I'm, like, I'm attached to my phone. I don't like it, but it's just, but that's... The downside to that, yeah. too, is it breeds this environment of, I'm going to say yes, whether I can or not, and mm-hmm. then try to figure it out. And then if I have to let you know later that I can't, then I'm going to do that. Otherwise, I'm not going to get the gig at all. Yeah, that's so, true. I I hate that mentality. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've had to do. I've had to say yes when I wasn't sure because I knew that's the only way I'd have a chance. I'm I'm at for this point. I'm honest. If mm-hmm. if I say hey, I'm free. Let me see your set list. If the, if the show's a day away or that day, and if I don't know, at least seventy five. Percent of the set, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. no because I'm not gonna go up there and make an ass out of myself. Yeah, you know that's that's, now, that's not cool. <laughs> I actually I screwed up with you once because I was like, yeah, I can do this shift for you, but then like the times like just crossed. That's right, mm-hmm. just enough, and I was like, I'm not gonna make this. Oh, like, I was I was freaking like, out that day. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm there's no way in hell I'll make it, and we I should I should have just done it. I should have just been like, you know what, I'm gonna be there. That's I'll okay. be late. I should have just done it, but I was just like, I was like, it's literally like a 15, 20 minute, like overlap. Mm-hmm. I, I would have said like, it was been okay if it was at Lucky's. Yeah. Whiskey that for, they were new. So it had to be just like, yeah, that's, no, that's what I was right wearing. And time. it was Especially, three blocks yeah. away. Yeah. When they and first like, opened, they, like, were, okay, they were, they were anal about it. I pack up real fast and I run over there. I'm still going to be 20 minutes late. Then I got to unpack. And I was like, I was yeah. like, no, I was like, there's no way. There's no Shit way. Shit happens, dude. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, but no, just, I, I had a show like that, so guy had asked me if I could play, mm-hmm. and I told him, I was like, yes, I can, but I have a shift right before it at Legends that yep. gets done, you know, quarter after, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to be late. He was like, oh, it's fine. Well, he ended up subbing out himself for that shift, so he never let his co-front know that I was going to be late. Mm-hmm. So I get in and I get set up and everything and she turns and looks at me and gives me like the perfect mom look. And she was like, so is there a reason you're a half hour late? And I was like, yeah, I came from Legends. I, I told you guys I had a gig. And she was like, nobody told me. And I was like, when dude asked, I said, and she was like, oh, well, I bet if he was here, he would have told me. I was like. I mean, everything ended up fine uh, and everything was cool, but lack like, of communication on Broadway, no look. way. The mom look, man. It, it was a great like. <laughs> and, and like, what's funny is she's significantly younger than me. Yeah, and so when she turned and was like, I was, "Oh shit, oh. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I feel guilty, and I didn't do anything. This is." <laughs> but oh, no, it, it, it ended up being fine and like everything was cool. Usually things work out, man. Just, oh yeah, like things work out. Just you have to talk about things though. Yeah, you talk about it. Once you talk about it, be cool about it. Don't raise voices. Don't mm-hmm. insult people. Once you talk about it, then you just forget about it and you move on. Yep. You know. Well, that's the thing. Like I learned really early on. Like people don't get angry unless they feel disrespected. Absolutely, I, and I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So as long as you're showing that you respect a mm-hmm. person, you can almost navigate through anything Absolutely. with little to no issue. Just don't. Yeah. Res- yeah. Respect goes a long mm-hmm. way, especially in for this town. Too. Yeah, a hundred percent goes a long way. A hundred percent. I mean, we can go back to like Logan, how he was treated in the beginning when mm-hmm. he first came here, and I mean, he was shunned so bad because he like botched one of his first Broadway gigs and somebody threw him under the bus 
and he could have easily been like fuck you guys like went off but he was like i'm sorry like logan (laughs) hatcher yeah Yeah. love that dude dude he's fantastic he's just a genuinely great human being he did a run with us in cincy and he he killed it he's a phenomenal i want to hire him more but he's too busy so i just right i I just (laughs) kind of stopped asking i was like because every time i ask he's like i'm booked i'm like that's good for you i'm screwed but it's good for you man yeah right yeah he is he's a hard i remember one point he's like yeah i'm doing like 14 shows a week or something like that i'm like dude what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, yeah. What are you doing, bro? I mean, twenty twenty one. That was me, fifteen to sixteen oh, gigs a week, man. Mm-hmm. Every I've single week. And your hands don't fucking hurt. Oh, bro, my whole body hurt. Oh yeah, my no, whole body didn't. hurt. Yeah, it's doubles rough. every day and one triple a week, and then, well, it was usually like I'd have one gig for two days, and then like two or three doubles, and then mm-hmm. like a triple, and. Y'all, I usually would do I would do triples on either Fridays or Saturdays and yeah, but you know what? My wallet loves. I was it. gonna say my that wallet. you. I did my first triple. We did started. I did it was a Coco from two to six. It was some Saturday a long time ago. Then I went upstairs at Lucky's and it was too hot. Then I went for downstairs at Lucky's and did Holy Lightning. I was at Lucky Bastards all day for like 14 hours. Dang. Yeah. (laughs) That was my first trip. Nuts. (laughs) I've actually done that at the Valentine. I did that at the Valentine. I couldn't do a triple like staying on for one stage. I was on one stage. Nope. I lose my shit. It was. uh, You say that, but like. I feel like that would be way easier because then you can take like the 15, 20 minute interlude to actually take a break. That's what I did. I was eating. Yeah. I was I just ordered food and would go eat during those breaks. And it was, it was actually really nice, but it was Jason Cross, then Todd Cameron, and then my band. So yeah, 90% of the triples I had, like I'm having a haul ass. All day. People that were in my morning shift came by in the evening (laughs) shift. They're like, you're still, you you were here playing earlier, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of hard. Not to says, miss yeah, me. I live here now. <laughs> right I sleep here. here now. <laughs> Just cuddle the face I mean, cat. <laughs> they, they like to make a joke and call me the king of the Valentine because I'm I play there so much. Like, I do I, see you there I, quite a bit. I play there. I, and I've been there for five years with different Good. bands, but I, I've been there for five years and. <laughs> It's hard to walk away, but I think <laughs> we got fired from there. Yeah, yeah, we did. We played yeah. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> see, see, I told you. I tried I to tell everybody. You. I believed like, you. Like every time I play with a band, a new band, somebody requests Rage, and they're like, "Yeah, we can do it." And I turn around to the talkback. Nope. I'm like, "No, yeah. they yeah. will. They will absolutely not let us do it. We can't play Rage. We can't play it. Like they don't even want us playing Nirvana. No one like, told us." How, I, how, how the hell am I supposed to know? That, yeah. That's no fair, one then. told us, yeah. and I and I have a text message the next day. It's like, hey, you can't play here because you played Rage, and, I'm, and I responded to you know so and so. I'm like, I didn't know that, so I'm like, whatever. We're still on that circuit though, but we just don't. We can't. But what's funny there. is like <laughs> I didn't know that you couldn't play that. So when they sent me the list and I saw it on there, I was like, crap, I don't know this because I've been doing country. I haven't done a lot of the rock stuff, yeah, so yeah. I was like, I gotta sit down and learn this. And I mean, it's not a super difficult song, but there's parts. Right. Yeah. It's not a standard cookie cutter mm-hmm, no. song. So like I had to sit down and learn it, and I got it to where I felt comfortable, and I was like, all right. So when they call this, it's at least not gonna suck. Yeah. And it was literally that night that somebody requested it and Kyle was like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember one of the groups that I did it with, like 
and it was uh, it was in 2021, and the manager I've known him for since I've been there for a long time, and he pulled me aside and he was like, "Hey, man, no more the rage, no more rage against the machines. I don't want that here. I want country and like some classic rock." He's like, "If you want to do the punk rock stuff here and there, that's fine." He's like, "But we want mainly country, good 75% country." And then a little bit of all yep. the party stuff sprinkled in, and I was like, "All right, man! Like, you're you're paying me. You're the boss. Like, yep. I, I'm yep. I'm gonna listen I'm, to you. Exactly. Like, I'm, communication. Exactly. And I respect that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I respect well, and here's that. the thing: out of all the other artists that did it, they all got let go, and he didn't tell any of them. I was the only one that he came to and told this to. Really? And I tried to warn other people, and they're like, "Oh, we don't care. We're gonna do it anyways." Uh, it's a horrible mentality. Kara and Ivy both fired because of that but they weren't told mm-hmm. and that's what i think is really messed up i'm like why are you coming and telling me but you're not telling other people i'm not playing with these people but you're just firing them when they do these things so that's how it is downtown i feel though mm-hmm. with all the well and a lot of times i think it's just like you know the managers do managers and bar staff mm-hmm. have so much say like, I don't think people realize that. Oh, yeah. They have so much say on if the bands are going to come back or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for sure, they hear a lot of the feedback from the crowd and mm-hmm. so forth, and they're dealing with it. Where yep. We're we're not all the time. Like, we're just playing and listening to requests. We, we have our ears in, so we can't hear what, yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. going on, really going on out there. So, <laughs> you know, if, if the bar staff doesn't like you or the managers don't like you, they'll just find whatever little reason. Oh, you played this song or you, you don't do this type of music. And instead of just being like, Hey, this is what we want or don't want. Yeah. It's just, if they don't like you for whatever reason, they'll just find whatever dumb reason. And then oh, fire yeah. you because once again, we're all easily replaceable. Yeah, yep. Everybody, so, yep. Absolutely. And that's, that's in every aspect of life. <laughs> it really is. Kind of is, yeah. It's, that's in every aspect of life. Is mm-hmm. We are all easy, easily replaceable. There's other people and other things out there that can replace you. So don't be a dick. Do your job and communicate. Listen to people. And I, so I know, I know I've said it do. on the podcast three or four times before, but my dad is a musician. Nice. And, I mean, he did Nashville. He did touring with big artists. Like, he's done every aspect cool. of the job. And when I first started playing, he told me, as a musician, your job isn't to play music. It's to find your next job. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep, your job is to find your next job. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to look at it. I know you've said that before. But, mm-hmm. but it's very much that, you know, don't count on that gig being there tomorrow. Like, yeah. You know you've got the gig when you finish it and get paid. <laughs> I have anxiety each week because our schedule's post it each week and i wait for that like post i'm like mm-hmm. are we gonna be playing next next week is this gonna happen and, and once i see i'm like oh okay good we're still there yeah and i hate that feeling but it's just it's just the way it is well, see for us our the thursday shift that we just lost i they booked me from the beginning of january all the way through the end of march mm-hmm. so i was like okay every thursday we're on the schedule mm-hmm. and then i got that email this morning and they're like hey they're gonna find. They're gonna bring in another band, and uh, your shifts are canceled on Thursdays. And you're like, "What? The f-? Like, I thought I had these shifts for the rest, yep. of, at least through the rest of the month. Right. Like, I didn't even get to. I didn't actually. I didn't even get to start the month because today's the yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, to hard stop. <laughs> yeah. So That's I, bullshit, y'all. I'm sorry. You know what happens? It is, but I, like it's par for the course. Yeah. 
I'm not gonna lie, I was pissed this morning. <laughs> like, and I'm all, I'm also dealing with some other stuff in my life. So right. just like you know, it's just when it rains, it pours. Things just kept stacking up. Yeah. And you know, a, a lot of things have happened these last couple of weeks for me, and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Can I just catch a break? Like, yeah, please. Can they, like, everything was looking up. I had gigs, I had gigs, and then I like, pulled them away slowly. And well, like, I mean, right. since, since we've been doing this podcast, I got a text. I lost a gig for next week. <laughs> Somebody had messed up something, and I was doing a fill-in gig, and so. Oh. I'm already over the month of March, and yeah, it's, it's not starting very and well. And for today, rent is due today, guys, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah know. I know. It already, it's already pulled out of my account. I saw it this morning, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> at least I had it to pay it, but it's still like, uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it, yeah, this this month's bills I'm good on. It's getting it for next month yep. that I'm seriously yeah. starting to worry about. Oh, my gosh, guys. Well, I mean... As as you can tell, the weather today was supposed to be like a high of eighty. It was sunny outside most of the mm-hmm. day, so we're getting we're we're rolling around spring summer. Yeah, um, my allergies, if anybody can't tell, yep. are killing oh, me today. Yeah. Um, so it's coming around. There's going to be a lot more gigs, more stages will be opening up, more people will be in town. Yep. So hopefully, this is just a. The uh, the little dip Just before the. Little, the mm-hmm. I feel every slow season in my ex- experience is always something for like this though. You know, mm-hmm. it's like all all of this happens during slow, oh yeah slow season and for during summertime, everyone needs people left and right. Yeah. I feel you know, so. Work will be there, I promise. But it's just this is just the and, whole for the whole hard time, you know. And consistently throughout my entire career, that's how it's happened. It's been like as soon as I don't know what's going to happen, something happens. Yep. So it right. always picks back up. But it, if it didn't have to scare the shit out of me first, that yep. would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I feel that because even today I was like, all right, well, because I did some of the gigs where you know, like on the TC circuit, so you don't get paid till like two weeks after. Yep. So I'm like, all That's right. I'm like, all right, cool. I got eight hundred dollars coming in, but not for another nine days. So <laughs> see, see, my two weeks was up like this week, yep. so I'm starting to get them trickling in, and I'm like, okay, okay, so I'm okay right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, thankfully now I'm on like a a schedule with these guys every week for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. So it's coming in weekly now. But it's also like, man, if I just had those last four gig pays, right. like, I'd be like set for the next <laughs> yeah. week. But I don't get it till next Tuesday. So, yeah. <laughs> Such a pain in the ass. But, you know, it's, it's weird. When I first moved here, no one, like, bars would write checks, but they would cash them at the yep. bar. Yep. Where now so many of these bars are working with it, like, larger booking agencies and stuff that they're all on a payroll and it's it's so weird to me yeah. not leaving the gig with all this cash yeah. now i'm leaving with a check yeah and it's like all right this is like gonna cash the check and wait a day or two for it depending on the bank and so forth and or what day it is so that that's taking some time to get used to yeah uh yeah it's it's changed. It's a whole different mm-hmm. beast. Now. Well, I mean, like when I got into town, the Venmo Cash App thing wasn't really a thing, right? And so when that took off, it was like, oh, well, like now I got to remind these people that aren't used to doing this, like, hey, you got to check your Cash App. Like, well, some that of our really money's all there. started mainly because of uh, COVID. Like, mm-hmm. I know a few people were doing it prior because I used to see them like, the heck, oh, you got your QR code out there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But like when COVID hit and everybody, like even me, I was doing. Um, 
Broadway's basement. So I had a, I had a basement at my house. It was a full live studio space. That's cool. And we just set up my phone, mm-hmm. ran every th- everybody's instruments into the board. Oh, the nice. Bo- I mean, we had a whole setup. That's awesome. And we did that for the first two months really well. We were, had the QR code on the screen. People were sending us money watching. I mean, we had like 100 people watching at a time yeah. and sending requests. That's awesome. And then after about a month and a half, it just died out. Oh, like it just died yep, out because everybody was doing it. Everybody's it. I will say not to toot my own horn. I was definitely one of the first like two or three people in town doing it. <laughs> Me nice. and John Frisch started doing that like really early too. And yeah. our first night we made like, I think like $800 between us two. Yeah. That's awesome. That. And I'm just like, okay, this is great. And then we did our second, th- third time and then just, no, it just tanked. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first few weeks that we did, it, I wouldn't even say weeks. It was probably just like the first week or two that we did. It was really good. And then yeah. it, it, it slowly declined. Mm-hmm. And then they got to the point where we were playing for like, no, we would only do it for like, two hours instead of four yep but you know we'd be playing for an hour and made like 20 bucks and we're like all right guys well we're gonna do our last song and call it quits you know mm, like, yeah, like yeah. let's sit here and like just for five dollars yeah i mean and plus you know you're in a basement it does get loud and it's just yeah if you're not making any money and stuff you're like all right i, I gotta find something else to do right so all right but i was just trying not to die during that first few months <sighs> I, I got okay I got COVID super early on, and yeah. it, it like I probably actually wasn't about to die, but I felt like it. Yeah. and I'm a baby when I'm sick. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I can it, it was bad. Too. I hate being sick. It's the worst. It's mm-hmm. the worst. Dude, feeling. I had my first symptoms uh, for COVID when I got it the first time. I was on stage. They had just like reopened in like June or July, like midsummer when they're like, ah, oh, we're going to open again. And everybody's mm-hmm. open for like a week and then close back down. And we did a show and the first show went like really well and everybody was fine. And then the next day, my entire band, everybody was like, Hey, I have COVID. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have any symptoms. I'm fine. Like I'm not, they said, if you don't show any symptoms, don't get tested yet. Cause this was still like, you know, like, early. yeah, yeah. they were so still trying to test people. Yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there right. were a lot of tests and stuff. So like all of them were like super deathly ill and they're like, okay, we're going to get tested. They all had COVID. I was like, I'm fine. And that was like a Wednesday. And then Friday I was at my gig and I was, I was fine. Mid gig. I'm like, I gotta use the bathroom. Oh God. So the group gave me a couple songs. I went to the bathroom and I came back and then like 20 minutes later, same thing. I was like, Oh shit. I was like, this isn't good. <laughs> Dude. I mean, I was like, my stomach was in pain. I was just like cramping real bad. Oh, no. It happened four times in that show. And I, I went home and like, I was just like, I was sweating. Oh, I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, man, I've, I've got COVID. I know it. And then tested for it. Sure enough. I had COVID. And I was like, awesome. I had it four times. Four? I had it four times. I had, I had it, it before the world shut down because I was in Florida. And at that time, it was it was February. It wasn't flu season. And I had flu since I had 104 fever. I had no taste. I had no smell. My body, I was, I was the worst. I, I was hallucinating. That's like, mm-hmm. I, I swear, I was hallucinating. I was not feeling good. Yeah. And then I didn't, I, I think I had it. But I mean, it, it sounds like I did. Yeah, but it could have been something else. But I don't know. But it was it was exactly like how I feel. For the first time, it kicked my ass. The second time was was meh. 
third time was man the fourth time i thought i was going to die i i had 105 fever i couldn't even move because my body ached so bad so bad but i didn't i couldn't forget urgent care because they're just gonna be like okay just for take some advil ibuprofen and see what happens Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what most of them were saying i just sucked it up and the dude i was out for a week and it was scary it's not fun. My well, oxygen was down to like 91. My first time was bad. Second time, like I just lost taste and smell. Yep. No other symptoms. So I was oh. fine. I just, oh. I, w- I remember I was taking a shower yep. and I put my beard wash on and it was like a really strong mint. Can not smell it? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my smell and taste for a fucking year. That's a year. Mine so, wasn't that bad. <laughs> at, at the time, I was married, and I I got sick, and I was like, I pretty much stayed down in the basement. She was up in in the main house, but I was still going to bed with her every night. Like yeah. it didn't matter. She eventually got it. We didn't have that bad of symptoms. Um, I had probably the worst of it. Like I had the, <laughs> I had the stomach symptoms. Like. The, Dude, my no. stomach was messed up for. I never days. had that. Yeah, I would, I would rather. Never, I would rather die from the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, never I had can't a fever do though. stomach stuff. No, never had a fever. I had everything. I like the my body aches. Oh my god, dude! Like, so you just I, had aches and stomach ache. Yeah, and uh, and coughing, and <sighs> then I was I was fine for a couple of days. Uh, you know, I mean, like four or five days, I was down, and then after that, I started to get better, and mm. I was fine. And I just remember one day, like going to going upstairs to make some food. I don't remember what I was making, but I couldn't taste any of it. All of a sudden, because while I was sick the whole time, I was eating and it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was afterwards, three months, I couldn't taste or smell anything. And my ex-wife, same thing happened to her. But after like a month or two of no taste and smell her taste came back but she said everything tasted burnt yep so like yep. fun story about like, that we she 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 called me up she was like hey you know i think there's something wrong with the keurig i made some coffee this morning it just tastes it's really like, burnt t- tastes like shit and, and i was like okay well, you know I'll, I'll clean it out we've had it a little while like yeah okay so so we clean it out same thing she's like it's burnt then she made some food she's like it's burnt and i'm like what is wrong with you? <laughs> so first time I had COVID, um, it wasn't known that you lose taste and smell yet. Like this was yep. super early on yep. and like it ramped up. So I, I felt a little sick for like a week and then a little worse for a week. And then a month I was just like uh, awful. But, uh, my ex-wife and I were together at the time and everything she made tasted way too salty to me. Mm-hmm. And so like I w- I started complaining. I was like, "Hey, like you're putting a lot of salt in this stuff." And she's like, "I'm doing it the same way I've always done it." And then there was one night, I don't remember what she made, but I took a bite and she's like, "Is it all right?" And I was like, so freaking salty and she was like i didn't put any goddamn salt in it (laughs) like none at all and i was like i don't know what to it tastes salty and so we didn't know that that was a covid thing right so she's like 
you're fucking insane. <laughs> you have lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> as, as far as I know, like by the time my ex and I got divorced, like she was still like tasting everything burnt. So like it was like six months. That for would her. suck so much. I love food. Like, I can't. We, no, don't take that away from me. Yeah, we we would go. I mean, going out to dinner when things started to open up because like we lived out in an area where everything was still open. Like restaurants were still open yeah. for the yeah. most part. They yep. were just like spacing people out. So we'd, we'd still go and get food here and there. Remember like, those days? She, <laughs> yeah. Right. She didn't ever like, she didn't want to eat anything. Like everything just tasted terrible to her. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what, to, I don't know how to help you here. <laughs> it's brutal. Like everything for me for a year was metal taste or smell of metal. And it was like, I couldn't like, wings like i love wings if you know me i love you know wings and i can't every every bite i took of each flavor like barbecue hot or mango habanero tasted the exact same and it was so fucking depressing it really was i love food so it was just for a whole year it was miserable and then for one day i I woke up and i smelled coffee for the first time in one year and and, and for whole coffee for me it smelled like cow shit so uh, terrible That's for me how how I started like the morning that I woke up and smell stuff because it was like a, again a random morning I woke up yeah. and I was like man that litter box stinks like I walk over to the litter box and I open it up and it's like full and I'm like dang this smells so bad and I was like I can smell I can smell <laughs> I can smell shit for the first time like, go my- grab the cat give it a big hug I love you like I was like I was like I never thought I would be so excited to smell cat shit. Like what? That is epic. Yeah. Like, really? That's one hell of a story there, man. That's great. <laughs> That's good. So, but you know, thank God those days are over for now. Uh, right now, <laughs> so, so something else is released onto the world. Uh, it's oh. I don't I I give up. I'm just gonna pretend nothing exists and just like blinders. <laughs> Yep. Look, man. Right down here. <laughs> yep. We all have our thoughts on it. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, I just don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> I get sad. It's what's so crazy is like it wasn't that long ago. No. Like no. it really wasn't, but it does kind of feel like it was. Like, because I was actually in the store the other day and just grabbing a few things real quick and this couple came down the aisle and they both were wearing face masks and I was like I didn't give them a look or anything but in my mind it just kind of like took me back I was like whoa people are still wearing face masks and I was like wait it wasn't that long ago and right. no, it really it really like wasn't. there's still illnesses going around so I was like I was like dang See, you I, know? I liked the masking like I wish that was just a permanent part of our culture now I really enjoyed not getting breathed on by people mm-hmm. and Man. i really enjoyed not having to like pay attention walking to what my face looks bar. like when people are talking to me right. <laughs> walking right. into the bar people talking to you and like not spitting all over it you was so nice it's so oh nice God. or just or just that that was the one time like where we were downtown once everything started opening that people were still like respecting your personal space mm-hmm. Now everybody forgot what the fuck personal space oh, is. Yeah. Uh, once it, it was lifted, now it did no fucks. Especially here. I mean, no, I know there are some other states that they're still like. I know New York is still like doing some things. Oh and yeah, even yeah. even parts of California. Every time I've gone back, like people were wearing masks and stuff in yep. certain areas. 
But like here in Tennessee, when they lifted it, they lifted. No one cared. They're like, "Yeah, yep. party!" Exactly. Which was great Welcome to for the me. South. <laughs> which was, it was it was great for my wallet in 2021 because everybody was like, "Yo, let's go to Nashville and exactly. party!" Everybody was cooped up for a year and they were mm-hmm. spending money. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say earlier. We were talking about like summertime and stuff. Like when I was doing all this triples, the reason I was doing that was one because I wanted money, but right. two, I was like. I'm buying a Harley. Yep. I was like, I'm I'm buying a Harley this year. I'm I'm doing it. I don't care. And I looked at financing them, and I was like, No, nah, I'm not going to finance this. Yeah. This is this is going to be way too much money out the door. And right. so I started looking at private sales, and I'm like, Hell, private sales are a couple thousand less. I was like, I could come up with five grand in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. I did. Good for you. It. I I still looking back at that I don't really know how I did it because I mean it was a lot of it was tips yep but oh, yeah I did in two weeks I came up with five grand and I was like and I think you were on the shift that we were playing yep. and I was like there was this lady I was I saw her bike the night before and I messaged her and she messaged me back that morning when I was playing and I was like I've got cash I can be there at I can go get my trailer and be there at this time and she's like sounds good I'll see you then and so literally right after the gig I like. Left, came here, grabbed my trailer, grabbed all my cash, and drove out and paid this lady um, forty-eight or forty-six hundred dollars, most of it in ones. <laughs> I bet Bro, she loved that. Her and her boyfriend, <laughs> fiance, whatever, whatever he was, and they were an older couple, yeah, um, close, probably around sixty or so. But I was like, look, man, I'll be honest, because of like how quick this happened, I was. I didn't have time to go to the bank today. Like yeah. I played my gig and then I had to be here. I was like, I didn't have time to go to the bank. Are you guys okay? Like I have cash. It's primarily in the ones. And she was like, money is money. Yeah, exactly. And so you I got, got to, you got to count. And I was like, I was like, look, I have it all separated into stack. Like all the ones were separated into stacks of hundreds, mm-hmm. but we still had to go through and count every freaking stack. You, you kind of have to just to and, make sure. Yeah. Yep. And man, God, we, I think, I test drove the bike and looked at it and like agreed upon it all within 15 minutes. Yeah. It took us probably 40 plus minutes to count. count (laughs) That's awful. (laughs) It it was, it was awful. At least it wasn't change. (laughs) No. Almost. And then, then, then about four or five months later, my truck blew up. And so I went like a three weeks without a vehicle. I was like, oh, I'll just ride the Harley. And then it got really cold. And I was like, all right, I, I nope, my body doesn't do with cold. Well, so I was like, I'm going to go look at a vehicle. And I found a couple of trucks, the, the one I have now. Yep. And, uh, they were like, okay, cool. Like they were trying to finance me for it. Yep. But in order for me to get the numbers that I needed finance, I had to put down money. Mm, so gotcha. I literally did the same thing. I came home cause <laughs> I, I, like, I made an agree with him. I was like, all right, I'm going to go home and grab my cash, but yeah. I don't have time to run to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they're like, Oh, it's fine. We have a money counter. And I was like, perfect. That, this won't take long at all. But it didn't work. I, I show up, <laughs> I show up, man, this is the funniest thing ever. So one of the girls working in finance yeah. knows one of the guys I used to play with downtown. Oh, cool. And so we didn't recognize each other. Um, I think we'd maybe met like once or twice, but we didn't recognize each other. And so uh, we're sitting there and we're talking and she's like, so how are you going to pay? And I was like, uh, I'm going to pay this much in cash and the rest is going to be financed through you guys. And she's like, okay, cool. And she's like, how much cash do you have? And I was like, hold on. I like open up the backpack and just pull out just these <laughs> stacks of envelopes. <laughs> and I'm like, 
here you go. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, that's that's a lot of cash. I was like, I told you I was paying in cash and I didn't have time to go to the bank. And she goes, it's okay. We have a money counter. She goes and she grabs it. And she like hooks it up, plugs it all in. It's broken. It doesn't work. <laughs> that's amazing. So I had to sit there with them. And we're sitting there counting this money. At the time, I'm in like even better shape than I am now. And I, I was really taking care of myself, working out and working a lot. And uh, the guy just looks at me and goes, so what do you do without skipping a beat? And I did this in my bank once, too. It was great. That's giving me a like, oh, I'm a stripper. And, and the girl goes, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. And she goes, I'm talking about all the ones. <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, damn. damn. <laughs> I got all excited. And um, she goes, I know you from somewhere. I was like, must be the strip club. And then club. he went, oh. <laughs> no, I, said, I was like, I was like, it must be the strip club. And she goes, no, you've played with Henry before, haven't you? And I was like, yeah, I'm a musician. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's so you know, that's great. Well, I had them all laughing, but they're all still pissed that they had to count yeah, all that money. Like, <laughs> you asshole! <laughs> and I was just like, because they were like, you know, like we have to count it. So I was just like sitting there, just waiting yep. just watching them count money I'm like alright this is weird <laughs> so how's your day good <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a very awkward situation for some reason it really was not even oh, sure <laughs> so but. every public situation for me is an awkward situation something like that I would have been like help <laughs> actually I wouldn't have done it that's what would have happened <laughs> But I know we're getting close to time because you got to get out of here because you yep. have a gig. So oh, yeah, man. Got to go to work. We'll go ahead and get this wrapped up. All right. Bobby's got a question for you. I've yep. got some more questions for you after that. Okay. Um, let's all right, so away. finish Since that. we spent a whole lot of time on the whole people suck thing. Okay. what it, tell, tell me a story of like at a gig or just where a tourist did something just like ridiculous or super shitty or... Just like one one of the ones that stand out. Because <laughs> I know we've all got so oh, I almost got my fucking ass kicked at a gig. So oh. we're playing, um, at the time, we're at Lucky's. We're upstairs on the second floor. We're playing six o'clock shift. And at that time, we could pl- play Rage. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. We, we can play Rage. And we're playing uh, Bulls on Parade. And this guy walks up. And this guy's probably about his size, but taller. But I mean, he's fucking yoked and jacked. Picks up the whole hit tip bucket, puts it on his head. All of our money mm. fucking scatters everywhere, oh. and I hop off stage because you know when you're on stage you're a lot taller, you know, yeah. than everybody. <laughs> and mom just like at that time I was for working out hardcore too. I'm like fuck it, whatever. I got this. This guy's like fucking six six, <laughs> just a refrigerator and just jacked. And I look at him, I was like, don't touch my fucking tip bucket, asshole. And he just starts storm. He just storms away. And I'm still, and I'm, and the whole band's going, I'm off stage. I'm still playing and people are throwing money in it. And then we stopped and like, we all stopped because I was pissed. And I, and I got on the microphone. I was like, bro, don't you ever touch my fucking tip bucket again. And he comes running at me, mm-hmm. running at me full force and I'm just like Ryan you're a dumbass keep your fucking mouth shut and this guy's running at me about to kick my ass and luckily a bouncer at the last second before he got on stage grabbed him otherwise this guy was gonna beat the hell out of me that's amazing that's the one story that that 
if something for like that happens, I'm just not going to get on the mic and do something like that because people will, if they're drunk and, and if you start swearing at them and like saying like like fighting words, they're going to want to fight you. Oh, so yeah. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah. And even though I am a quote unquote bigger guy, um, I mean, I've even said some stuff to people that I was like, I knew for sure. I was like, oh, I could probably kick their ass. But, you know, liquid courage gets into people. And yeah, no matter right, how does. big they are, they're, they're going to come after you. So I've been in those situations. <laughs> Speaking of tip buckets, I was playing uh, Casa Rosa the other day on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And we're just like jamming. And this girl, now nobody had tipped us yet. There was nothing in the buckets. Mm-hmm. And this girl took one of the buckets and she moved it off of the little barrel thing they have and moved it down and it was in front of their friends so i was kind of like okay like maybe they should do it so they can see they don't realize that's a tip bucket because it's just like yeah. this triangle thing mm-hmm. yeah you know, it just says casa rosa yeah on it. Nobody right knows. so i was like okay she doesn't know there's no money in there yeah. so like i just i didn't think anything of it but she put it down like right next to the stage so i can see it on my side i see it on the ground yeah. from where i'm at i'm just like watching her and watching the bucket and then as soon as the song gets done, she looks at her friends and she makes the like movement of, hey, let's go. And they all shook their heads and she reaches down and grabs this, puts it by her side and starts walking out. Are you just serious? <laughs> I just stopped and I was like, I grabbed the talk back and I was like, yo, guys, that girl just stole our tip bucket. And the sound guy had his ears on, thankfully. Yeah. And he goes, he, you just see him like pop up and he goes where and I pointed and I was like girl with the black hair white top and he just like sprints out after her and she's at the door she's holding it like by her side her friends are surrounding her perfectly you know security guards are checking people coming in not so much people going right, out right. and she gets to the door and the sound guy just like grabs her shoulder and it was like hey that's the band's tip bucket you can't take that and she just goes like shrugged her shoulders just no words no remorse no like oh i'm sorry just shrugged her shoulders and he goes can i have it back give it back <laughs> <laughs> and like she wouldn't she like tried to keep walking he just like grabbed it out of her hands i was like dang it's people were just out. ballsy just dude let's just steal a tip bucket <laughs> and i speaking of tip buckets i'm gonna throw this out there too if you come to nashville if you're in Nashville, if you're watch any, not even just Nashville, anywhere there is a tip bucket. Yes. If you are not part of that act, whatever it is that you're watching for that tip bucket, do not, under any circumstance, touch it. Don't pick it up and try to show it off to people. Yep. Like mm-hmm. we can do that. We have microphones. They're gonna hear us before they see right. you. Right. Like, and don't. If you get mad, don't reach in and grab your money. Can't Ever. I you know what? I'll give people their money back. If you're really not having a good time mm-hmm. or we didn't do your song justice or whatever it is, yeah. I'll reach in and give you your money back. I have no problem with that. And most of my bands don't have a problem with that yeah. either. Like if you're I'd rather you give you your money back than cause some kind of commotion. Absolutely. Or, I'd rather or pay you back than deal with you. Yeah. Just, just take it and go. I, I don't I don't need it that bad. Like I'm not desperate for right. it. Like yeah. I yeah, I do work off tips, but I'm not, I'm not desperate for your five dollars that bad. So, um, yeah, don't don't touch the tip buckets. Don't reach in them. Just just if if you want to throw money in there, do it. Otherwise, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Just just leave <laughs> just, it alone. You you yeah. can look, but don't touch. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, 
I ask the same questions for everybody at the end of every podcast. Um, if you have three pieces of advice for a musician, somebody coming to town, visiting, just anybody coming to Nashville, three pieces of advice. Three pieces of, of advice. What What would you give one of your friends or somebody coming to town? Um, the biggest one I would probably say is to show up. Like, there's there's a lot of guys that I've met just by showing up at our gigs and just saying, I'll, I'll use Luke for an example. It's just, he's a, a drummer and he just showed up at four of our shows and say, hi, I'm Luke. I'm new in town. I'm a drummer. Um, if, if you need, you know, if you need me for shifts, just for, for, for uh, let me know. And we're like, oh, cool. Then we forget about him, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we don't know. But he, he kept showing up. He's walking all all up and downtown, and he's meeting people. So that's the one thing is going out and meeting people because that's how you network. Yep. Um, two ad- advice: uh, be yourself. No one wants to. Um, for, well, I can sense if you're being fake as fuck, mm-hmm. and as an artist, you know, I feel like you need to to own. Yourself, like mm-hmm. this is who I am. Don't try to be somebody else. For don't try to act for this way, because this is how for 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 this person's acting. Be yourself, and like, and that for kind of for goes along with you know, be a great hang too. At that same time, yes. you, know, you got to be you got to be a great hand hang. Um, third thing, fucking practice. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like. Practice. I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel attacked. No, I'm not attacking. I, I agree with you. I'm not I don't, attacking. I, I, I don't agree, get to I practice a lot, but I, I agree, agree with, with you. you. <laughs> I practice, but damn, I feel attacked. <laughs> I, I'm not attacking anybody, but if you want to get good at what you do, you have to practice, mm-hmm. and you can tell for those who don't practice. And if like, like I've improved a lot since i've started for downtown because you practice or on stuff and if you don't sit at home and you take the whole time to do it to own for your craft it's just not going to work out mm-hmm. so that's the advice that that's the three things advice what was, what was the meet people one? yep don't be a dick do your job exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> it's, i mean it's it's I, I i'm sure everyone said it but it's the fucking truth yeah, it, it really. No, is. I mean, they're all great pieces of advice and great th- things that need to be said, and people mm-hmm. need to hear it because that's gonna. Those three things right there are definitely gonna help make or break your career in Nashville or just mm-hmm. your time here, whatever it is you're trying to do. Like networking with people, being good hang, and knowing your stuff, or just not not even necessarily knowing all the stuff, but just like having an idea how things work, knowing mm-hmm. the music and, yeah. and what you need to do that's very important to any kind of success in this town and really anywhere in my opinion absolutely so or at least it should be if it's not yeah it should be so well ryan i know we're running out of time so we can get you out of here and thanks get your guys gig. this is really so cool late. thanks so much yeah, for hanging out with us yeah, man, i appreciate my you, second uh my my second podcast i've ever done in my life <laughs> oh, nice. well, we'll definitely have yeah. you back i would um, love to this i would, is, say, this I is would actually i've been talking to him and one of the things that i want to do is a lot of the artists are, are not art just artists but even uh musicians that i talk to if there's steady bands like i want to bring in the whole band and have them talk too hot for leather would definitely for so, that would be yeah, super fun. we can all pile in here it's all good oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out yeah yeah we're used sure. to small spaces yeah. on some of these stages this room is definitely bigger than some of the stages i've played on downtown Let's, yeah so Let's yeah get real comfortable <laughs> i think we can do it well, Ryan, uh, where can everybody find you on social media? You can find me on 
Instagram at Ryan Snyder Music. You can go to my website at ryansnyderofficial.com. You can find me at Facebook at Ryan Snyder Music. You can go to YouTube. Find me at Ryan Snyder Music there as well. And uh, TikTok too, Ryan Snyder Music. I spend way too much time on TikTok. Uh, dude, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, no, you're not out on it, but it's great. You know what? I've actually <laughs> stayed off TikTok. Good for you, man. <laughs> I, have, I can't say that. Man, I, I even deleted Instagram for almost like two weeks. Like, I just I just stayed off of it. Just I was like, I need some social media break. I, yeah. I got rid of uh, Facebook for a day, but then I was like, Wait, that's how this I get is work. how I get work. I was like, yeah. I was like, I have to have Facebook. Right. That's yeah, literally how I get that's work. That's how you're gonna find work. So, but the other two, I was like, I need to stay off social media for a little while. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, my head's not in the right space, and I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble. And, and because if you wake up, let's let's say at nine o'clock, and you look at your phone, and it's fucking noon. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's like I try hard to keep from my phone on like on the the opposite side of the room so when i wake up i'm not looking on my phone and just laying there for two hours and looking at it because i like you gotta wake up start working (laughs) yeah well i one of the things that i'm starting to do now is uh because i don't have anybody that i like talk to regularly so outside of like normal daytime Mm -hmm. hours i'm not i'm not texting or talking to anyone so i started leaving my phone in my living room Yep. And I'm like, I'm just going to go in my room, mm-hmm. turn on the TV or a fan and just like pass out. Yep. And it's, it's helped. That's it's good. Helped. That's good. So, you know, things to do. Bob, where can everybody find you at? I'm at story of Bob or story of Bob music everywhere. And I am Thurky base or Kyle Thurky pretty much everywhere. Um, I'm just not nearly as active as I used to be, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can reach I'm out active, to us. I'm active, so talk to me. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> still talk to me. It, just may, it may take me a little while to respond to you, and I apologize. I'm just I'm taking a taking a little mental break from most of the social media at the moment. So, but anyways, Ryan, thank you so much for thanks coming guys here again and hanging out with us. Seriously, it was great. Definitely let us know when it gets closer to this album release, and we'll get you album, back on. Yeah, it's uh, April 21st, and okay. it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. Hell yeah! It's I all the bangers. There's no there's no fucking slow songs in these four songs. That's it's, it's, what I love. To we hear. have it's all going. We have a podcast playlist on Spotify. Okay, so, cool, sweet. Yeah, l- let us know when it drops, and yeah. I'll I'll throw a couple of the tunes up Pl- on the playlist. Let's do and that. that's great. I mean, I don't know that anybody listens to it, but hey, hey, you, you know who gives you shit? On the playlist. You never know. I listen to it. I'm gonna listen to it. So so we got two here now. Nice. So we're good. <laughs> nice. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here for today. Um, Until next time, we'll see you around. AMF. Bicycle. See ya. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.